0: Hello, and welcome back to the Cisco Learning Network podcast. In this episode, we're going to continue exploring the Cisco certifications changes with Joe Clark, a Distinguished Services Engineer with Cisco. Cisco Learning Network Community Manager, Brett Lovins, asks Joe about the new Associate Level, or CCNA, certification. Joe shares his thoughts on the changes occurring, advice on people pursuing an existing Associate Level certification, exam topics, and more. Let's listen in. Here's Brett.
1: Welcome everybody from around the world, daytime, nighttime, on your bicycle, on a plane, train, automobile. You've arrived here at the Cisco Learning Network podcast. We're glad you found your way here. And we have another important person in the Cisco certification world joining us today to talk about associate level certification stuff. Joe, I'm really excited that you've, you've arrived. got Joe Clark here. Joe, would you be up for uh, introducing yourself? Tell the audience a little bit about what you do and your, and your role with Cisco Certifications.
2: Sure. I'm um, Joe Clark. I have been at Cisco now just over 21 years, which just about half my life uh, at Cisco. And I started out in tech, came from a computer science background. So I, I started supporting our network management products initially. And as we started to add more programming, scripting, automation capabilities into our, our devices, I was quick to jump on that. This sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to be that guy that, that does that kind of stuff. When we decided that, that the, the industry was really needing that in order to scale networks, in order to do more, connect more, make the network more relevant, it became very clear we needed to add that to our certification portfolio. And I started helping learning at Cisco some of that. The Initially, we saw that as the emerging technologies in, in the CCIE exams. And now we're unveiling or we're rolling programmability and automation into all of our certifications so I was connected. At that point, I joined Learning at Cisco, helping them to, as a subject matter expert, to build out the blueprints for those exams and then just help with the uh, integration of DeadNet and and the DeadNet certifications as well. So it's kind of been, it's a good next step in that journey of evangelizing this automation and programmability in the world.
1: Wonderful. As people are listening to this now, we recorded a podcast with Susie Wee earlier, so that one will probably be available as well as a bunch of others with Yusuf Bahaji on certification changes. So this is the first podcast you've listened to. Maybe go back and look at the list because you've probably got some other ones kind of teeing off what you're talking about there, Joe. Well, I'd love to spend some time with you. And and Yusuf did speak to this pretty good... Link, but we've, we've had some time since the rollout of June 10th. For our associate candidates that are out there, the CCNAs of the world, mm-hmm. and I say that plural for the folks that are been doing this a while or are pursuing it at present versus the folks that are looking at this February 24th changeover. And we've had on the Cisco Learning Network that opportunity to listen to customers and, and things. That's where I'd like to chat with you a little bit if, that, if that's cool. That's
2: absolutely cool.
1: Okay, so one of the things we see quite a bit, I'd love to have you just dispel, is I've seen quite a few folks not really understanding, you know, if they have or are, are about to get a CCNA of one of the various flavors that Cisco offers currently, and they're approaching that February 24th, 2020 switch over to the new single CCNA option I'm seeing people still confused about what happens to their existing CCNA and I'll just kind of give you a little bit more I'm seeing people not thinking that it's just replaced as opposed to the upcoming CCNA is added on so if you could just dispel that one fell swoop that would be amazing
2: sure so you've got let's say you've got a CCNA route switch today and that's still active let's say isn't set to expire until I don't know, let's say the end of next year, so December of 2020. As soon as we have the February 24th switch over, like you mentioned, that doesn't go away. You still have your CCNA route switch until December of 2020. But what you will also have on that February 24th day is the new CCNA. So the new CCNA product, you will get that as well. And that then is what you will be able to recertify. So you you keep your existing credential until such time as it would naturally expire and you get the new CCNA certification and that then beyond February 24th, that is what can be recertified using the testing or using now uh, continuing education.
1: Exactly. Well, um, uh, yeah. So you spoke to that directly and I appreciate that, Joe. So, and, and I'll just sort of add on to that then. So, so the client or the customer candidate that's out there that's been pursuing or has been considering pursuing, say, CCNA security, or, or as you point out, CCNA route switch, and they're thinking, well, n- now that you've said that, okay, so now I've got both certifications doesn't it make sense to go ahead and finish that certification path that they're on now or beginning? Because at the time that we're talking here, we're really looking at seven or eight months until that swap over, which is really a lot of time.
2: Yeah. So we got that uh, question quite a lot at Cisco Live. What what should I do now? And our advice was just, go get it done. Chances are you've been studying for it, especially if you're in flight, because today the CCNAs require multiple exams. You've probably already been prepping. So we were saying just go and get it. We're not trying to take away any of your accomplishment. on February 24th. So I mentioned certification. What happens to your certification? The other thing that you'll get as part of that switchover is what we're calling training badges that will represent the additional skills you acquired when you went for, you mentioned CCNA security, and CCNA route switch even. Those 200 level training badges will indicate that those are the additional skills that you assert that you possess because you certified in those various CCNA tracks that exist today. So again we do not want to take away the accomplishments or take away the ability for you to assert that you have done or you know these particular areas and so I would just say keep going go towards your CCNA especially if you're CCENT right now if you're Halfway through, you've done the ICND1, finish that ICND2 before the switchover, and then you will be migrated transparently and be given the new CCNA certification, and as I mentioned, those, those training badges as well.
1: So the candidate we're talking about are sort of painting a picture of. They're in the career their career world. They're either employed or looking for work, and they have their LinkedIn profile where they're, you know, proudly displaying their validation of skills via cisco certification passes and they would show ccna route switch and ccna well at that uh, february 24 cut across and that would be you know all lined up right there on that page correct
2: Right, that would be the initial, and the route switches I mentioned, or security, or, or whatever the current CCNA that you have, those are valid until they would naturally expire. And then at that time, the recertification process, you'll recertify the new CCNA, that single CCNA product. The other thing that you get, and you mentioned LinkedIn, the other thing that you'll be able to showcase there are these training badges, level 200 for the CCNA. You will also get them as part of this migration process and you can also highlight them to say that you have the security skill collaboration route switch associate level skills as well awesome
1: yep okay great so hopefully everybody heard that and uh, you'll let others around you know that that's sort of the way this is going to work and so if you're in flight consider continuing forward and just understand that at february 24th you will not lose your certifications they will just continue forward with the addition of the Upcoming CCNA, and then your recertification choices in the future will be around that new CCNA, correct? Correct. Okay, great. I try. I've been around for some certification refreshes in the past, and we do get some chatter on the Cisco Learning Network about this one where, let's just take another example of the CCNA security candidate, and they're starting to get prepared to, okay, I'm in the middle of this. I'm studying. I'm getting close. I'm I'm adding all these skills, all this knowledge that's at present aligned to the existing CCNA security blueprint, but I see, and I bring up the new CCNA, and I see that the blueprint is different, of course, and Mm -hmm. I am trying to basically hold the two blueprints up and get a feel for what has moved where. I don't know how well you know each of the tracks or the blueprints, Joe, but are there any that just jump out at you? Oh let's just take route switch that have basically been more or less retired or some that potentially have been moved up to CCNP into enterprise or one of the other professional level blueprints any, any guidance you can give on people to understand that the different pieces and where they've moved?
2: We couldn't just move something up to to CCMT that was at the associate level. We would have to up-level the level of the task within the blueprint in order to get it at the professional level. What we did take a look at with the associate level, and we did this by interviewing and and talking to a number of engineers at various levels of people practicing the network engineer job role, we did this by talking to employers of those network engineers and trying to find out what are the skills, what are the things that their associate level engineer needs to have and, and, and what level they need to have that in order to be effective in the majority of networks that they're going to find themselves in. And that's what led to how we shape the new CCNA. And a lot of what came out of that was they need to know levels of, of routing and switching, but they don't need to know all of the different routing protocols, let's say, but they need to understand the nature of static routes and of dynamic routing. And we went with OSPF as the dynamic routing protocol there. The other thing that really stood out was security. An and associate level engineer needs to have an understanding of security across multiple different areas of the network. And so you, you'll you see if you bring up the, the new CCNA blueprint, there's a whole section on security that goes into the, the wired physical infrastructure security, as well as some elements of wireless security. Because if you look around most of the network you're gonna find yourselves in, you're going to be from a a user standpoint connecting via wireless. We're not hung around walls as much anymore plugging in cables. So we we needed to add that dimension as well. And the other thing that we wanted to make sure that we're starting to emphasize back to my introduction is elements of, of the automation and the programmability. Now at the associate level, we're not expecting people to be able to just go out there and start writing, say, Python scripts and, and automating our changes. But chances are you're going to get a job in a company in in area of IT, and they're going to be, today, looking at some form of automation some level. Whether or not they're rolling their own or they're using off-the-shelf software, they're going to be doing some of that because that's how they scale their deployments, that's how they scale their operations and monitoring. And so we wanted the associate to be familiar with the concepts some of those off-the-shelf solutions, just so they wouldn't be apprehensive if they started hearing these terms or saw that this is the direction that their organization is taking. As that associate level candidate, they have that broader understanding. They're able to look into different areas, different facets of the network, build experience there, figure out what they like to do, figure out what the organization needs them to do. And then they start to get more specialized as they move up in their certification journey, as they move towards the professional level, then they can decide, you know what, I'm love the wireless, or, man, the security is just awesome. I'm going to go deep into that, or my org needs someone who's really sharp in security, so I'm going to go after more of the the security professional. So that's how we started to shape the the new certification journey and tell that certification story. So it's not really a one-to-one or direct mapping between what we have today in, in the various CCNA tracks to the new CCNA is more taking a step back and looking at what is the industry needing, where where do they want those associate level engineers to be, trying to create an exam that meets some of those expectations, many of those expectations, and can fit well into that overall journey or story that the network engineer is going to embark on.
1: I love it. Well said. To Add a little color to that. You talked about it, Joe, but just add, add a little more. So job roles is the big thing, right? So the news, this quote unquote new CCNA, then when you look at the blue. I keep saying blueprint. For those that are brand new to Cisco, and if you're typing into the Cisco Learning Network, a search for blueprints, you probably won't find it. We call it exam topics now, mm-hmm. but it's a legacy term that we, that we affectionately use uh, around here. So okay, exam topics is what you're looking for. But anyway, yeah. for that associate level person who's walking the halls at a, at a job or looking for work, that employer then is going to be able to know that this person is a bit more of a Swiss Army knife. Is that a fair metaphor? They're they're going to know uh, basics on even more things than than was in the past.
2: Is that fair? That's fair. Yeah, that's a that's a good analogy.
1: Very good. And and again, the reason that that was is you guys basically talked to industry leaders and said, well, what do you need in the you know associate level person working at your businesses? And these additions and these changes reflect what the market is needing. Is that fair as well?
2: Yes, that's, that's exactly the approach we took and the outcome we wanted with not just the CCNA, with across our certification portfolio, but specifically we, we paid a lot of focus, a lot of attention on the CCNA.
1: Great. How about CCNA CyberOps? That one was a little bit up in the air as we moved through the release date. Can you speak to where we are with CCNA CyberOps at present?
2: So CCNA CyberOps currently is going to be folded into the uh, same CCNA, meaning that the migration of people who are already CCNA cyber ops certified, they will get the new CCNA upon uh, February 24th of the migration, just like all the others. They'll keep their CCNA cyber ops until it would naturally expire and they will be given the uh, level 200 badges for the cyber ops skills that they have acquired. So Cisco, clearly, you look at the landscape of, of IT today and, and not in any company in fact i'm currently here at, at the ietf and one of my colleagues was saying that he works as a service provider for something and and they just recently got hit by ransomware i mean cyber security is pervasive it's 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 the new warfare these days, and Cisco sees the criticality there. And we're investigating and always looking to see how we can best work with that to, to, to train our engineers on what it takes to be a, a cybersecurity engineer and what we might need to do with our. Our portfolio to adapt to that. So we're always looking and analyzing and seeing what we should do in that area and in any area where of technology relevance. But that is something that we're we're still looking at very carefully.
1: Well, very good, Joe. We we just powered through a lot of the questions that we see on the Cisco Learning Network for the associate level candidate out there, and so I'm hopeful that those that have listened to this have found uh, some of their questions, you know, validated or answered. And Joe, did you have any uh, any final thoughts here as we as we wrap this podcast this this uh, fine morning?
2: I would just say again, emphasize that if you are in flight, uh, meaning if you are in progress, especially if you're uh, CCE and T. Keep going, uh, get it done before the February 24th cutover. The other thing is, and, and this is really exciting, I, I'm personally a CCIE, so I've, ha- I've had the ability to benefit from this. Uh, what we're also doing starting on February 24th is opening up the CCNA and the CCMP, but for the associate, opening up the CCNA so that they can recertify with continuing education. Today you have to pass an exam as CCNA in order to recertify uh, your CCNA after or on february 24th and after you'll be able to do that still take the the ccna exam if you want uh, but you'll also be able to earn continuing education credits by attending cisco live by taking uh, various training offers uh, and by writing uh, exam items as well and that will count if you get enough of them 30 uh, within the three-year period you will be able to recertify your ccna and what we're trying to do with continuing education is is really keep that that journey of learning going. So as you as you're working in your job, you may find that there's a new skill you need to acquire in order to be uh, even more useful, in order to be even more valuable. And continuing education encourages you to do that and rewards you by saying, yeah, you are you are staying up with with technology, you're staying very relevant, uh, and we're absolutely going to recertify your uh, CCNA so I, I really think that's going to speak to a lot of our certified individuals out there and so I'm, uh, I'm excited to see that uh, go live on February 24th as well
1: I'm really glad you brought that up here at the end Joe and for everybody listening to uh, the things we've been talking about I'll give you a couple of links to type into your browser or your phone when you get a second and that is one is cisco.com slash next level no dash between next and level No dash, so that's cisco.com slash next level. Um, You'll find all the things we've been talking about here in much greater detail, links, etc. And some of those links will go to the Cisco Learning Network, which is where I work and where you'll find yourself surrounded by thousands of other candidates that have either passed certifications or are working on certifications and us community managers will be there too to hopefully help you in your journey. Come find us there, CiscoLearningNetwork.com. Joe, great conversation. I think folks will find this valuable. Appreciate you taking a little time out there from the event you're at and have a great rest of your day.
2: Thanks, Brett. And Yeah, I had a really good time. Thanks for doing this. If you need me again, I would be happy to do so.
0: That's it for our interview with Joe. The links that Joe and Brett mentioned in this episode are available in the description. And to learn more about the new certification and training portfolio, please visit the Cisco Learning Network where you will find more resources explaining the changes and a community network ready to support you and answer your questions. Please subscribe to our podcast so you'll know when we have more interviews with the experts behind the changes to Cisco certifications, as well as more information and news on changing technologies. And if you could take a minute to leave us a review on iTunes, it would help maintain our program. Thanks for listening.